0: Get ready to tap into the minds of the founding fathers of SEO. Rocket, rocket to the next generation of Search Engine Optimization 3.0 with traffic that will put your website into a head-on collision. Decades of combined SEO expertise give their take on the world of SEO. Now, here are the princes of PageRank, the heroes of HTML, the sultans of search, the SEO, SEO Rockstars. Rock the following is an encore segment of SEO Rockstars.
1: All right, welcome everyone to the SEO Rockstars. This is Chris Boggs, and I'm here with Frank Watson. Hello, Frank.
0: How are we doing, my friend? I hope that we have a very interesting show for our listeners
1: today. Oh, well, you know, we always do thanks to your outstanding content curation. Seven quick SEO hacks for the SEO newbie is a great article that came out by Stefan Spencer, an old timer as per se, the founder of Covario, who sold off to a company in San Diego, which is now part of iProspect actually. Stefan Spencer has written seven quick hacks for the SEO newbie. And this is at Search Engine Land, published on August 25th, 2016, uh, so just yesterday. So Frank, I don't know if you had the time to really read yeah. through this article yet, but I think it's a good synopsis and a good primer even for an SEO newbie, I would say, especially coming from someone, and it usually takes someone that's been doing something the longest to be able to be the most concise about it, right?
0: Exactly. And I mean, the the good thing about that is it sort of comes off of the, from the angle of how an SEO would optimize their own websites for what's going on in the industry it's also a guideline for anyone in any industry. Like the first one, which I reinforce constantly, is distribute your homepages, link authority to your most important pages. In other words, you know, really be a determinant of which pages you're going to have on that homepage. And that's why a lot of the built-in for WordPress has the most popular, so they're passing authority to those pages that are getting a lot more views from people that you know, your audience is looking at. Things like not
1: using large images. It's, it, we keep saying it, but internal links is a key and crucial element to SEO these days. So I just wanted to kind of chime. But I also agree with the stopping huge images talked about uh, that stuff. So what about the p- check that people aren't linking to pages that are 404? To me, a good one, a good point about that too is to check that you yourself aren't linking to pages that are 404, because a lot of times when you do the link from in Search Console, you find that you got a bunch of your own pages linking to you.
0: Oh, exactly, and I think, you know, I mean, that part of it, you know, I do this quite a bit, and I see it quite a bit, not only in, in sites that I'm responsible for, but, you know, when I'm looking at clients or, or potential clients' websites, that Search Console. I don't know what it is, but they grab everything. And even pages, especially if you're going through WordPress, if you publish something and then rename it and this, that, and the other, they're, they're going to have the three versions of a particular copy of a page. And you're going to end up with, you know, a thousand, four or four pages in your Search Console uh, area, uh, you know, crawl error. So you've got to just make sure that the particular pages, are the finished ones? Because you can very simply go in, you know, especially inside of Search Console, and go to 500. If you got a thousand, do 500 at a time. Highlight them, mark them as fixed. You know, that's one way of, of just clearing out so Google's nose and not to and, you and know and keep crawling.
1: Yeah, the other point there, Frank, is that you know there is this tab that you can see when you go to your crawl errors, and maybe you highlight that on the 404s. A lot of times, I mean, there's always error details and you won't always have linked from. And then sometimes there's actually a third tab, which is linked in sitemaps. So there's some quick hits in there. And if you take the time to go a little bit further than just looking at it at the overview and trying, I know, you know, some SEOs we've talked and you try to look for patterns, right? So if you can quickly see a pattern of pages that's in that list of 404s there, you can make some decisions quickly, you think, and fix everything, right? But you do have to drill a little further. So... Definitely check out this uh, article by Stefan Spencer. We're not going to go through the rest of them right now because we got to move along to our next topic. But good seven quick SEO hacks for the new SEO. Yeah, no,
0: it's definitely worth the read.
1: So let's hit a quick one from Search Engine Journal. Hidden Google command. And there's a cool new, or I, I personally hadn't heard of it until I saw this, search that you can do for a list of local business websites. And what you simply do is type in two stars. Typically, what uh, I call the star is the little uh, thing above the eight wild on cards. many keyboards, <laughs> uh, but it can also be referred to as a wild card. exactly. So if you put two wildcards, what happens, Frank?
0: You start getting listings of local businesses around your area. So obviously, Google's looking at whatever the GOIP address is of where you are when you've connected into them at the moment. But it's clever, yeah. You know, I mean, it's it shows there, yeah, they, you know, they really are all about local localization to a large extent. And I think that's you know why they considered buying Groupon a few years ago was because Groupon had that ability to reach out to local businesses and talk them into buying coupons, and you know Google has slowly you know with the Google plus business pages and things like that built this and they and they see their future i think as part of what they they want to do to conquer the world as getting more involved with local business websites yeah i
1: think this is a key signal again to the strength of making sure that your google my business is aligned properly and that you got a single account in there and that you really are able to be part of that data set, right, that they can return for a search like this. Right now, I just did it. I'm sitting at my office, which is inside of a neighborhood, inside of a golf course. So nothing's showing up for me except for my own actual flag. Uh, But I'm looking forward to trying it once I'm in downtown Saratoga. And I recommend you guys try it out, too, and let us know. Uh, The Travis Stakes is this
0: weekend at Saratoga, if you're going to be there, mate.
1: You know, I, I've <laughs> I heard completely excited. <laughs> we have some plans, and it's actually important for us to hit that race season. One more quick one before we hit a break is, you know, SEO book is back. They've been sort of riding a little bit, I, I guess, since the beginning of this year, a little bit, Frank. I know yeah. Aaron took a hiatus and. Uh, there's some great articles. In fact, I was looking at another one, but one we're going to cover today is how I learned to start loving social media's dark side. And there's no, there's the date, August 10, 2016 by Cygnus. I think there's some really cool little hints in here. For example, using aspirational influence to find a blogger to write and talk about your client or product. So then he says to use peer influence indirectly. So what is the difference there between the aspirational and the peer influence uh, you know talking about influencer
0: tactics he's very fine-tuning the type of people you know and he uses the example Kim Kardashian and a local familiar blogger for a foodie a local foodie uh, you know you're going to you know on a, on a bigger level which is aspirational you everyone wants to be like um, Kim Kardashian, or <laughs> supposed right. to, you know,
1: yeah, if God, she, she picks
0: yeah, got it, no, no, but you know what I mean. If she uses a particular product, a lot of uh, people that aspire to to be that trendy, hip, or or, or right. you know, sexy so or whatever, they think of her. A... Yeah. Whereas inspirational is more okay. Here's someone there. that really knows There's the, the local. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, it's it's just on the communication thing. So but yeah, it's no, cool it's good to see split that, split that up, up, right? books back. Because, yeah, no, 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 kind of I, I like this article that
1: he splits between aspirational influence and peer influence that I think is, is important, right? Because you use peer influence indirectly to let a more difficult approach blogger writer discover your client and write about him or her, you use peer influence to change tone meaning of a negative article to something more benign. You know, a lot of cool little tricks here that you obviously have to understand some of. The various arts in digital marketing, and the fact that you know there's a nice little list right here of social media's dark side is, is no secret. You know, there's things you can do in social media as SEOs. Obviously, we got to keep careful there, though, right,
0: Frank? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's Steve. The thing is, as I always go back to, like, nine, ten years ago, when Michael Gray said that Google isn't the law. You know, I mean, it's terms and conditions, of you're skating along, you know, I mean, part of this, they, you know, they create a, a set of rules. And if you can tweak them in such a way to, uh, to get an effect, you've just got to realize that there can be consequences. Uh, I think the whole uh, white hat, black hat uh, and the dark arts and all that sort of thing is a little bit of a misnomer. It's short-term success versus the long-term impact of something going wrong. Risk uh,
1: versus
0: reward.
1: So let's take a break and stay with us here on SEO Rockstars. We'll be right back with you after a word from our sponsors.
0: We'll be back with more SEO Rockstars right after this.
2: Do you have cold, hard cash burning a hole in your pocket? Let Cranberry Radio lighten your load. Just hand us that burdensome dinero and we'll get you set up with your very own radio show. We produce, edit, and amplify the show. All you have to do is show up. It's time for you to make an impact. We're glad to help. Just hand over the cash. Space is limited, so contact us now at sales at cranberry.fm.
1: Visit FjordDigital.com or call 612-877-384.
2: A more refreshing kind of talk radio. Cranberry Radio. Cranberry.fm.
0: Let's get back to jamming and spamming with the SEO Rockstars. Okay, folks, this is SEO Rockstars. And as you can tell, this isn't Chris Boggs, it's Frank and also known as OG Webmaster. And I am very glad to say that I have David Harry filling in for Chris, who's from verbdevelopments.com and also one of my favorite places to hang out, the SEO Training Dojo. How are we doing, Dave?
2: Oh, beautiful, my friend. It's been super hot, so it cooled down the
0: last few days, lots of rain, but otherwise, beautiful, man. Oh, I know. Yeah, it's like, there's been a lot of stuff going on uh, before we get into what's going, you know, the articles that we can have a look at this week. The interesting thing that I've learned that I wasn't aware of previously is doing any sort of optimization around the Olympics. They have such a massive reach globally that they can restrict you from doing pretty much anything. You know, they own, you know, Team USA, for example. You know, you use that term, and the next thing you know, you've got a cease and desist letter in your email. It's, <laughs> I kid mean, you not, it is seriously amazing. But, oh, even uh, finding clients, even finding your clients.
2: Like I remember, even during the World Cup, European clients kind of disappear for two weeks. Uh, oh
0: yeah, you know, I mean that's definitely the case. So let's look at a few articles. There's a bunch of stuff. Initially, uh, I want to go into things that Google are doing uh, that uh, I pulled largely from Search Engine Land. the The first one's about, uh, and I, I tell you, it took me a while to really understand this. But Google, um, you know, Barry Schwartz sort of did an explanation of how to measure um, impressions, positions, and clicks. over it. I,
2: I don't even think Barry did an explanation. He just said, "There's a bunch of differences. Go read it." <laughs> you know, cause, yeah, cause, true. yeah, yeah, it was about that long. And then, then I spent like two hours going through the actual Google Help document. Like same as you, I read it like four times.
0: Going, okay, try this. And then I pulled so. up, I
2: pulled up client analytics, and I was looking at it side by side, and
0: yeah. It took a little while for me to click the right things to actually give me the results that they were talking about. You know, because you get up there and you got the page and the query and then you look down to see, you know, impressions and and clicks and things like that, you're going, wait a second. And then it dawned on me, Oh, okay. When you do one, it's the search word. And and that could be multiply uh, counted because you may have two or three different pages on a search result, and they're all getting impressions. And right, then or
2: all, or it could be different regions or different. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just, or mobile. Like things move. Like they even talked in there a bit about mobile and the difference how one counts for this and one doesn't. So yeah, you know it's still showing you for you know average and kind of like it says. So like, uh, like you know what group listings like you know domain crowdings. Maybe you've got listing three and four. Well, that counts as three. Maybe on the other one in another region, you're at four and five. Well, that counts as four, right? So they're not averaging out both of them, you know what I mean? The first one on the page is what's going to count for them.
0: Yeah, so if you've got a couple hours to spare, go and have a look. It's uh, the Google Help document defines impressions, positions, and clicks over at Search Engine Land, and Barry will give you the link to the uh, Google uh, blog post that starts to explain it all and and seriously, you're going to need at least a couple of hours to, to start to understand it. And then, thank you for that, Google, for complicating yeah. the point of, you know, whatever. It,
2: it, it's a bit of a run-through, but there were some quick ones there, you know, you know what I mean? I think before we always kind of knew that if somebody doesn't get to page two, then it's not going to count, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, but then you go, I, I, the, the other yeah, weird no, one was, see. dude, if, if somebody clicks on, like, a knowledge card, Interestingly enough, regardless of the fact that it's sitting up there in the top spot on the right, regardless of the fact that it's very prominent with imagery and everything else, it's oddly enough counted as number six.
0: Yeah. So no, it's, nice. the, the blue because links, it's are, that blue links that are down <laughs> and then bounce back up. And, yeah, it's it's insane. And, and, you know, just to get an idea, and I think what you've got to do, when your search results or, or your clients are starting to question what's going on, send them that document. That should keep them busy for a couple of hours and mess with their head enough that they're not going to be crying too much about things that aren't going exactly the way they planned.
2: Well, yeah. And, and I think another thing I learned again, I was looking at it side by side with client data, right? And I think it also teaches you that when you're looking at like click through rates or things like that nature, you almost got to start looking at your SERPs again more. It's the old SERP out approach, meaning certain queries you want to go look at that and see what's going on you know like it could be a brand search so do you have a knowledge card in that brand search or don't you I mean, what could be affecting those, because we used, you know, I used to look at it very simplistically, which they tell you not to do in there, that, they, 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 you know, okay, I'll just divide by two and this and that, but it doesn't quite work that way now, because if you're looking at brand searches and click-through rates and you think about modifying maybe the meta, you know, description for better click-through, yeah, so now you got to go with this information, you have to go back now and look at the query space, see which one it actually is, and see what, okay, is there a reason logically why this is happening, or is this just a bad call to action? You know, so yeah. now you have to start doing some critical thinking. I know the the data pushers are going to hate it because they like to push their buttons on their tools, but you know. But then you're going to lose. You, you're
0: going to lose information. You know, I mean, this whole you know, segueing into what they're doing now with the keyword planner. I mean, it, based on the amount of spend, it, it depends on how much information they're going to give you. Type thing. It's like really. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on, Google. You you really there, there's an argument. From the European side of them being, you know, very, you know, non-transparent, and then now they're weighing in with things like this, and oh, we'll give it, but you've got to, you know, jump through certain hoops or spend certain amounts. We, we
2: organic things. guys lost our keywords long ago. <laughs> so, yeah, no, exactly. You know. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's, it's not something unforeseen. It's Google. They slowly but surely, you know, the, the whole "don't be evil" days are gone long ago. So, you know, yeah, I, you know, I in my field no, but I also. I was thinking about it too when you know I was reading it earlier before the show, and I also I think that you know PPC guys are the ones who should be looking at that data because it's far more finite an approach. Too many I think SEOs use that tool even if it's a starter set or something, that, that I, I'm not a huge fan of just random keyword lists when I start doing targeting. You know what I mean? I'm talking to the sales team, the customer service team, like the if it's a smaller business, the customer's had that website for 15, 10 years. You know, what what information have they learned? What terms? What products are, are my high sellers? Which products have my highest margins? Which topics are hot right now in the, in the industry? Things like that. You know, that's where I'm finding keywords. Uh, a lot of times I'm not as much, plug again, plugging it into a tool. So I, I think a lot of SEOs might have, Got a little addicted to that, and I'm sure spammers always loved it. So.
0: Oh no, and, and that's exactly how it plays. You know, it, it, I agree. And even you know, even as a person that does quite a bit of paid search, I, I don't like the keyword planner tool. I don't like their volume and everything like that. I, I'll do my a large amount of my keyword research uh, from. You know, I'll do a large amount of the keyword research with other tools, and then yeah. from there. You know, get it going inside of Google, and then you can determine. And again, it's about, you know, the copy that you write and the click-through rate and all those influencing factors and, you know, the conversion of, of the landing page. There's so much more to it. Well, even
2: even query classification, because what does volume tell you? It could be, you know, for all you know, volume is telling you a bunch of ambiguous, that you're looking at an ambiguous term that a lot of people are going for that Google's, you know, returning a lot of, you know, when yeah. people are searching something ambiguous that they're going to redefine refine that query later on into something transactional. Like, every clients want to go for those sort of generalized terms that are quasi-transactional, quasi-informational and you're sitting there going, you know, it's going to spend so much money to get to, you know, about the fold with this. Go at it laterally because people generally, you know, like someone puts in butterfly, like do you really, who cares, do you want to be there because that's so generalized that you know, where to buy a butterfly or where to you know, collect butterflies or something like, you know, let's go there. You know, Um, again, volume isn't always the answer to me either when it comes to SEO. You know, I know it is in PPC because you have a better, you know, you have a more defined way of targeting stuff, right?
0: Yeah, and then it doesn't factor in negative keywords and things like that against like you were saying. You know, uh, the best example of that from my experience is the term foreign exchange. You know, when you're doing, you know, foreign exchange you know a broad match will have foreign exchange student in there as opposed to foreign exchange currency foreign exchange rate you know all of the terms that are geared towards the actual financial services space there's just way too many other ones and that's the thing with with the keyword list you know if you're not factoring in any sort of negative the count's just ridiculous and it doesn't mean anything so you know yeah yeah so, yeah, you know,
2: it is just a nice, another sign from Google that, you know, we've seen so many
0: else that makes you, your hair stand up
2: in your neck, you know, and then I guess on my other side, I look at it like, you know, well, this, you know, spammers got to do something new now and, and, and maybe SEOs won't be so light, lazy when they're looking for stuff, you know. I've seen yeah. those reports from, you know, like people I've taken on and they're like, I've been like, do you have any keyword targets, da-da-da, and they'll send me these spreadsheets that looks like their last SEO just pulled verbatim out of there, right? It's like, oh.
0: Yeah, exactly. this is a
2: strategy. No, this is a list, bro.
0: Give me your, you know, 20 most visited pages and I'll determine what keywords, you know. Are, are well, that's that, it, right? yeah. Give me
2: your 20 most popular products. Give me the 20 with the highest margins, you know, give me stuff to work with, yeah.
0: Yeah. Talking of merchants, you know, the, the next two, uh, it seems like Google's, you know, now trying to squeeze the fact that, you know, an app is not quite a public search engine. And uh, are pushing their own content in their you know, search app uh, on mobile for uh, especially around restaurants and, and local searches so that now we've got TripAdvisor and Yelp screaming again. And no doubt it's interesting it's about the U.S. because if this sort of thing, you know, I think they most probably don't offer this service in Europe because if they did, they'd be on the list again. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah there's yeah. part of me though that you know goes like okay it's their tool you know some they built it they're downloading it you know because there are a lot of other tools that are out there that just provide information about a particular company you know like a a Macy's app or whatever, you know, a seamless app that just has all the their clients instead not. And we also
2: know Google in the sense that if it's not working, if you know, if they don't feel it's working, they you know, much like Google Hangouts, oh, <laughs> will do no, it, it in six uh, months. You know, we we've seen stuff that people screamed about before, and then it slowly drifted down the surface and disappeared, and you know. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, I mean, know, it, right,
2: it's, right. I know they're protecting their business, but you know, hey. It's Google. We've seen them entrenching the financial and the travel into everywhere. Like everyone's been taking hits. <laughs> so
0: yeah, they just rattle the cages every now and again. And then a lot of the times they roll it back. I remember they, I don't think that they've done, gone any further with the stuff they were doing in uh, San Francisco around the car industry. Uh, they were doing that for a little while, but I haven't seen any mention or any results of that. And, uh, you know, but they, they test the waters. I think they scare people in certain industries. And, and you know, the, everyone gets one, worried and wondering what's going on. And seems that they, you know, sign up and spend a little bit more on paid search.
2: Well, yeah, and sometimes these things do stick around and we adapt. You know, what are you going to do? Fold up? Like, a, you know, it's oh, exactly. still the team. biggest
1: game in town.
2: Yeah, like, what, you know, we still don't have, you know, we, a lot of people have built their fortunes off of Google results, so, you know, oh, and if you're not thinking down. ahead and seeing that, you know, they're slowly, you know, leaning back towards themselves, and it is what it, like, I, I I'm guessing they're going to just keep talking to lawyers and walking the fine lines so that they don't get busted in Europe or wherever, you know, like, um, how much can we get away with,
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> exactly, and, uh, and it's, it, it's just, it gets a little frustrating, that you know they're not that they just sort of play that game and and you know one minute they've got talking heads like you know john and and gary that are giving us sort of information that you know a few months later oh well it was correct then but it's not correct now (laughs) that type of stuff that you know it appears in a search result that someone wrote an article on a year ago and then you've got people complaining that we're not doing the right thing and yet we're keeping up on it and it's hard for us to, to show anyone anything because you know it's just it's a big catch-22 at times well, it sadly, catch sadly a
2: lot, unless you've got a, you know something at stake uh, you know got a, it, most people don't care. You know, most yeah. lay people, I try to talk to about behavioral targeting, all these things over the years that creep me out. <laughs> They're just like, I don't care. I was like, find what well, I'm looking for, it. and that's it. Yeah. You know, that's just the general public. So it's hard for us to really, in in the news. You know, I mean, I remember talking to the Wall Street Journal and places like that when I was being interviewed. You know, and I, the, the, you know, they the guy literally wanted, you know, I'll give you the, the the steroids of the search world. They don't care about stuff that you and I think are important long term. They want stuff that makes big headlines today. So. You know.
0: Well, with that, I will let you go, my friend. And uh, thank you for filling in. And I will most probably see you on Friday over at the dojo. uh, Hopefully George is listening to us and can take us out. Have a great week, guys.